This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This programme is sponsored by Boy Sports, which was sponsored by City Football Club, and also M.A. Riley, French Polishers, and of course, Company. Um, I get that right every week, don't I? <laughs> Practice makes perfect. Well, you know, I've got, to keep, I've, got, I've got a way to go. I've got a way to go, <laughs> We're joined tonight by uh, Mr. Rove himself, Mark Andrews. Adams, welcome to the show, sir. Hello, everybody. <laughs> hope, uh, hope everybody's New Year started all right. Blues aside. Um, Marvellous. Uh, Alan Watton, who's joining us all the way from down south with a very bad back, so we'll go careful on him tonight. Not. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. From myself, good evening, and of course, Craig Courtney. Evening, <laughs> Mr. Hipkiss is off tonight to uh, play football, we believe. Play football. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and of course, the host of the show, Mrs. Brown herself. Good evening. <laughs> Joined by a megastar, this man I've really wanted to meet all my life. I talk about him so much, as you all know, and I can never tire of talking about him because it's all to do with my very first game of Blues. This is a moment. I'm sorry I can't come and shake your hand, Woody, but, you know, without, I, I bet it's a bit warm with that cup of tea in it, isn't it, really? Lovely. Beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, somebody I've spoken about for, for many, many years, Tony Wands. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Tony, welcome to the Tilt and Talk Show. Um, things aren't going so well at St Andrews again. We're out of the FA Cup. Um, we, we look deadbeat. We looked um, down and out. Um, uh, have you got any money? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you don't beat about the bush, do you? I mean, that was that was a dire abject performance on Saturday make no bones about it right it wasn't acceptable um, losing Sarkic massive blow um, down to 10 men another massive blow and we're out of the cup to Plymouth Argyle ladies and gents Plymouth Argyle take that in right this almost feels as bad for me as when we got stuffed out by Kidderminster Harriers Kidderminster Harriers who did very well the weekend well done Kidders um, you know beating it was Queen's Park Rangers wasn't he no Reading yeah. Reading Reading yeah Reading yeah, yeah. they yeah, play yeah. Oops, don't they 
But, um, you know, uh, Kitty always seems to have a good run in the court. <laughs> for mm, yeah. one reason or another. Bless them. Um, right, OK. So we are going to start the show tonight by kind of trying to disseminate what went on Saturday. Craig, you weren't there, were you? I wasn't there, but I watched it on the television. You watched it on the TV. So, Mark, you were there. You were uh, yeah. you were there. I, I couldn't go because of uh, isolation rules, because uh, the old wench out of the Rona. Um, <laughs> coughing and a splutching all over. I set her a tent up over the bus stop, so... <laughs> there. Go on, it's, go a good, on. it's a good shot she's not there. She's Am listening. I? She's in the <laughs> kitchen listening. She's <laughs> in, the, in the kitchen listening. <laughs> you I love her, really. kitchen woman. <laughs> Where she belongs. So yeah, absolutely. With them um, mop feet, mop feet, Mrs. Mop feet. That's what we're going to call her. <laughs> Mark, you, were there. you were there, Mark. Give us a bit of a rundown yeah. on what, what you, you know, especially try and concentrate on 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 the crowd's reaction as well. Well, I mean, pre-game, I must admit, pre-game, I think it was a little bit of a stronger lineup than I thought it would be. I mean, when that team lineup came through, I thought, you know, he's mm. taking it semi-seriously. Mm. Um, strong, strong I think we all were seeing that line. I knew it weren't going to be a big crowd or nothing like that. Um, but what followed after that was two hours of the most appalling, mundane, it's almost like rock bottom. Uh, it was that bad. Uh there's hardly any positives from it. I think, but Bellingham coming on to get a bit of game time was, was quite good to see. Um, with the crowd itself, I mean, dare I say at the end there were a few whispers, a few um, dis, uh, disenchanted voices actually calling for Mr. Bowie to go. Have an early. But what do we replace him with? Huh? Sorry, He's got I the mean, club at yeah. art, Mark. You know, That's you know, what, yeah. and I know he's got with us. We mm. saw what his face was like when we beat West Ham at St yeah. Andrews, you know, running towards the, t- the, the corner of the, of, of the, the, the Tilton and the, and the main stand there, beaming. That bloke has got Birmingham City running through his yeah. blood. There is something fundamentally wrong at our football club from the top. Well, he came He came over at the end, Nick, to, in the, over to the Tilton, and he, he looked yeah. absolutely... Obviously, he's just lost the game, but he, he looked absolutely broken. Um, and I do, I, and I do think a lot of the senior players who played do have to take a look in the mirror. It was mm. left to the kids to carry the fight. That's not right, you know. It's not fair. It's not... Yeah, I'm sorry about that, mate. Well, yeah, there's no performance. Yeah, the kids were left to carry the, the, you know, carry the fight. I mean, that's encouraging for the future, but you know, that. that, that... Look, uh, I know we've had issues with COVID, with injuries. With, uh, you know, nothing's gone quite our way since Lebo came in. Um, uh, 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 but you've got to have you've got to have strength and depth. You've got to have a squad where you mm. can fall back on players in times like this. And we don't seem to have that strength at all anywhere. Like, no. No, look, I do agree with you. The, the youngsters, sixteen-year-olds, seventeen-year-olds, you know, prodigies. They're, they're obviously going to go on to bigger and better things than Birmingham City Football Club, and that is an absolute shame. It is. I mean, in some ways, in some ways, Nick, it was almost like going back in time to the, to the mid to late eighties. You know, small crowd, not much of an atmosphere, kids having to be chucked on. And I thought, is this nineteen eighty six, right? It's happening again. You know, and, and 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 at the end of the day, it was. I wanted. We all wanted a cup run. Over the weekend, we've seen all you know fans going ballistic, getting through to the draw, and all this mm-hmm. lot. And I'd love some of that. So no, who have Plymouth Argyle bagged as well? Yes. Huh? Yeah. Chelsea. I mean, Chris. what an opportunity for City to earn some dollar. Chelsea. Mm. Huh? Yeah. 
but it's as usual, you know, not bothered, out the first attempt and, you know, back to the league. So, no, it was just, it was just shocking, absolutely shocking, awful. Mm. Right, we've had a bit of breaking news while we've been uh, warming up backstage. Craig, could you enlighten us as to the uh, the collective's Facebook post that they put out about six or seven minutes ago, just in case nobody's seen it? Marvellous. Mate, we had a, bit, a little bit of breaking news uh, about the collective and their post on Facebook a little while ago. Could you read it out in case uh, you know some of the guys out there haven't seen it? I can indeed. Let me find it. Okay. Are we ready? So, ladies and gents, in short, you will have seen that there has been some uh, speculation and rumour around uh, Tom Ross and an announcement that he he placed on social media uh, in regards to a player being contacted um, in regards to the club. So, the announcement that was made is being sitting on this for a while due to the secrecy, but since Tom Ross has broken the news, then we feel obliged to follow it up. Mark Ward was approached by a consortium of interested wealthy people to try and find a British club that they could invest in and build up. Mark suggested Birmingham City as a good option, but that was before they found out the issues involved in acquiring the club from our ownership and its mess. Though we are only one of the few that they have taken interest to, the consortium, which isn't English-based, may be the most difficult area for us to be purchased in. But on the plus side, they are not the only interested party. The hardest part is getting BSHL to part with us, which will be far from easy. Never say never is our favourite motto, or if you prefer, keep right on. And that was announced by the, the collective on Facebook about 24 minutes ago. Interesting, very interesting. Um, Going to bring our uh, our guest in, um, Tony. Was it like this back in your day, or didn't you get to hear much about what was going on in in you know upstairs and in the offices? No, you didn't hear anything. Looking back, not back in the early sixties and sixties. It, uh, I couldn't even tell you who the, who the board were, <laughs> what their names were when I was at Tottenham. You only knew the manager and. That was it, really, and, and the trainer, and etc. And the rest that, of this, the, the ground staff, really, that was it. Is that, was that better, do you think, than it is now? Uh, I, I, the game's changed so much now. It's, uh, it's very money-orientated in every shape and form now. Uh, assistant this and assistant that, and mm. there's that many different jobs now that, you know... I. I'm not saying what I prefer, but it seemed a bit bit easier to understand. It's a bit like VAR and offside rules. It's difficult now, isn't it, to understand how it works. <laughs> it was quite simple in the old days. If you was offside, you was offside. Yeah. And that was it. End of story. Didn't take a genius back then, did it? No, just just to put your flag up, didn't you? But they can't even do that now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, from what what seems to be coming through, uh, you know, owners of the problem from Adam Walsh. Uh, Oh blimey, guys in the studio are mega loud compared to Zoom, Chris Brown, did you sort that one out from Alan Wilkes? Um, all about the financial situation. Mike Ashley, somebody, somebody's mentioned Mike Ashley, I don't think I'd want Mike Ashley anywhere within five miles of Birmingham, let alone the club, uh, to be honest with you, what, uh, what, what he's done up at Newcastle. Um, I don't know, I don't know what, the, uh, we haven't got the answers, we don't know, do we? Uh, what do we do, Craig? What do we do? I mean, people are talking about Mike Ashley going to to Derby. Derby, yeah. 
it's I agree I, w- I wouldn't want him at the club however if he could form a consortium with people to come in and he wasn't a sole shareholder and the owner of the club then he's got a proven record of getting clubs out of trouble um, he's got a proven record of getting them promoted problem is he doesn't like spending the money like our owners at the moment so does it get us anywhere I don't think he were any better off we need a consortium of blue blood we need somebody to re-inject that love and passion for the club back into us I mean following on from that Craig people have mentioned um, the likes you know Trevor Francis Jasper Carrot and so on I don't realistically think they can afford as rich as they are in, 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 all, in all respects to both of those guys, yeah, you know, I think they both have their day in football now. Um, not being disrespectful to either Trevor or, or Jasper, but like they're old blokes now, aren't they? You know what I mean? Yep. You want some, you want some young, inspiring, somebody with attitude, somebody with a bit of gump, somebody with a bit of like who weren't afraid mm. to put the boot in occasionally. Um, because what we've got at the minute is it's just it's just wishy washy. It's terrible. We don't know when the stands opening. I mean. Championship football ground, second biggest city in the country. We can't even open a football stand for crying out loud sake. And wow. you look at it, and yeah, that Arthur Slag in the middle there is absolutely beautiful and poignant, but, but the, the rest of it is just a shambles, an absolute diabolical shambles of a football club. Mm-hmm. It really is. I, I don't know if anybody, did anybody read um, uh, Dan Ivory's piece today? I haven't read it yet, no, but I will do. Um, I don't you it's, read it, Craig. I it's a quite, fantastic quite piece. Good, good piece, yeah. I, I echo every sentiment that he put in there. Um, okay, just, just, um, just, just, just kind of highlight what, what, what he's getting at there then, buddy. He's, he's in short saying how the club, not just with fans, but in general, is numb. And mm. the people are now at the point where they're beginning to turn away from the club. Um and you, I, I've seen it in the comments that we get through the show, but also from other sites where people are like, we're not going back. Um, COVID stopped people from going. There was an excuse. That is, I'm not saying it's gone, it hasn't gone, but people can go to the game, but no, they don't want to go because of what's happening with the owners. And it's um, it's a very sad time. I guess I felt so disgruntled myself. Not, I wasn't there, but I felt so disgruntled on Saturday and angry over the performance and yeah, I've got to say I watched the, the Birmingham ladies yesterday those those ladies bottom of the league hadn't won a game showed passion showed promise yeah. desire everything we want the men to do they showed and they, they, they turned Arsenal over yesterday it was almost the opposite to what it should have been Arsenal top Birmingham bottom it was like the other way around and if our men's team could do the same we wouldn't be in this position and we would be drawing people back, not yeah. pushing them away. Right, OK, we'll change tack a little bit then for a while because um, we've got Tony once in the studio. I'd like to get to know you a little bit more. Tony, have you enjoyed your cup of tea? Absolutely brilliant. Chris, right. when's the next one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can toast over in a bit. <laughs> right, Tony, as I was saying earlier, um, I never got to see you on my first game because uh, you'd had your leg broken up at Newcastle the week previous. Um, uh, but I remember my dad, as I say, taking me up that Coventry Road and saying, "This could be a bit noisy. It could be a bit of an owl here today." Because like the fans were a bit mad that you got your leg busted. Um, uh, how much of an impact did that have on your career? Uh, well, I suppose a fair bit. I was out for the best part of ten months or whatever, and uh, the only good thing was 
back in training. Uh, it was the season had finished, and so I had the summer to get to get myself fit, and uh, I managed to be able to go to America for three months and play. Right. Yeah, it's just solid football for three months and come back. And when the season was about to start, the following season, Freddie, who was manager at the time, Freddie Goodwin, he just said, look, rather than go up and down, up and down, that sort of thing, and tackling and that, he played me in the middle at the back. And to be honest, after that, a little bit of success-wise, it's probably the best few years we had through the mid-70s. We had the bragging rights for the best part of three years. Mm -hmm. And... So, yeah, it, it, it could have been good in that way. In other ways, uh, no, not really, because you're out for a long time and you're a bit a bit like isolated, really. You're on your own. But, uh, no, it did have a difference. It must have done because I ended up playing in different positions and that. So, right, OK. Well, what, what part of America did they send you off to? Well, back then, yeah, I had the option. It was Philadelphia. And, uh, right. as I say, it was only the three months and then straight back. But... Um, I eventually went out there with Fred uh, about seven, seven or so years later, and that, but that was in Minnesota, in the Midwest, and mm. I was out there for nearly five years. Mm. Okay. So, explain to some of our youngsters, Tony, what it was like to be a player in front of the cop and the Tilton when it was uh, back in the day. Well, I think back then, I don't think you just listening to the lads speaking about it earlier and that. I, I don't think it, we won't see those days again. Because a it was standing and and you, they really were packed. The the stands were packed. We always had fantastic crowds, and you always had volume. So in a way, it was almost worth a goal at home sometimes. I suppose a bit like Liverpool are at Anfield. Not so much certain clubs, but for Blues it was as well. And teams never really liked to come and play there. Um, no. You know, it, it wasn't a give me sort of game. They they didn't like playing. And also. Uh, Blues at the time, I would say, were the best, one of the best away supported clubs in the division mm. as well. Because, wow. you know, I've been to places away from home with them when you could hear our crowd more than the home crowd. Oh, easily, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we used to run I, football specials, though, didn't they, from New Street? And, you know, we'd all well, pile on the train and, you know, you'd, you'd, you know, you'd be hanging out the windows and screaming and shouting and going <laughs> mental. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if that'll come about, like, as well. Until they... Well, they're going to try standing again, but not that we went any more disasters. We don't. But, you know, we're not likely to have it at Blues because no-one's allowed in, are they, around that side? <laughs> Just starting to open it. <laughs> Do you get too many games, Tony? Uh, yeah, I've been to a few this year. Uh, I don't go too many times because, you know, I can't always go. But the... Uh, the most amazing was the first game of the season, Stoke, because it was the opening day and we no club had had a person in their crowd for a year. No. And then they couldn't open it because it needed fixing. So they'd only had 11 months to do it beforehand, so I suppose they couldn't get the job done. I mean, does anybody know the state of what's going on? I mean, it's, it's like... No. It's, it's no. shameful watching no. it on the TV. Watching that on the TV makes my blood boil. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's difficult. It's embarrassing. Well, it could only happen really to Blues. I mean, we've said it a few times, but you know, whether they, the light, the lights would go out or something, it always normally something would happen there, wouldn't it? And that, that's it. It's just mm -hmm. the way it is. You, you kind of get used to it in a way. <laughs> yeah. Right. Tim Faraday's chucked a question into the melting pot, Tony. Uh, hi, Tony. Were you in the team at my first game, 1975, at Stamford Bridge? We lost two-one. 
That started my love affair with the blues. Keep right uh, on, mate. 1975. Yeah. Um, Chelsea, 2-1 loss. It, it may, I may not have been reason being, because when I broke my leg, it was in the October of 74. Mm. And I was out for the best part of a year, so I might have, that season, I didn't play much at the beginning. Uh, it was... 74, 75, 76, 77, 78. Right. That was, that was, but I'm, I virtually missed out on the whole of 75. Yeah. Okay, so that's that. Uh, one here from uh, uh, Caroline um, McCarthy Gufflin. Evening, everybody from Tenerife. <laughs> Lucky person. We hate her. We hate her. Don't we? we all hate her. We hate her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question to Tony. Did Tony uh, ever read the match reports in the Evening Mail or the Birmingham Post or the Pink? Uh, and did you care what the press ever had to say? Oh, that's Dom Kavanagh, that is. That? Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it used to be the, uh, <clears throat> the Argus, didn't it, back the in Argus the day, I think? Argus, mm -hmm. yeah. And the guy on the radio, who was that? Who they, they used to phone in after the game. That's, uh, our friend Tom, isn't it? Tom Ross? No, not Tom Tommy Ross. Ross. No, 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 Tommy oh, no, Well. Um, was it Mr. Tony Butler? Butler. Yeah, Butler. that's it. Tony Butler. It was him. On your mic! He used to just get rid of him if he didn't want to listen to him. Oh, go home and put the phone down and job down. He says it as it was. No, but, um, yeah, we, the Argus was a thing, wasn't it? Yeah, you always read it, I suppose. Just a, But uh, you can't take too much of it in, I suppose, with newspapers because you all see, you see the... Everyone sees the game different, don't you? You know, you, you normally know. You don't need telling if you've had a really bad game and you don't need patting on the back too much if you've had a good one. No. I think you'd know. Yeah, a question but, um, from Dean Maddams. Uh, best player Tony ever played with and against? Uh, well, there's, the best player at Blues would, have had, would be uh, Trevor. Um, and it, obviously there, are, there was a few really good players at Tottenham. Um you know, back in the Jimmy Green's days, and but there was also phenomenal players out in America. That I think so many Europeans were going out there in '78 that you literally had the lot out there. I mean, mm. everyone from like Beckham, Bauer, Cruyff, Neeskins, uh, all the all the Dutch players, all the German players. It was unbelievable how many were playing out there. But they were all probably past their sell-by date, admittedly, but they could still play. But uh, yeah, Trevor, Trevor at Blues, I think goes without saying, because he was uh, he was so quick, um, and he and he was young at the time. He he was phenomenal, really. And uh, but played against, I don't know, really. There's there's all, in the old days of the wingers, the worst winger to play against then, and although he never did great for England, was Peter Thompson. Wait. But he played he played outside left. But um, for Liverpool, in the days of Callahan and Thompson, but he no no fullbacks used to like having to play one on one against him because uh, he used to take you to the cleaners most of the time. But um, but foreign players, there's count, there's so many, and they're they're all phenomenal players. And the players we had over here, like George Best and players like that. Um, See, I'm, I'm 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 very lucky because like I can remember them players coming to Birmingham City, you know. Yeah. Uh, and playing our stadium, um, you know the the youngsters. That's why I was trying to get you to say, you know, about what the the, the players' perspective was on the pitch, uh, because we just haven't got that kind of atmosphere. We haven't got that aura about the place anymore, mm. um, and it's all gone, you know, incredibly sterile. And um, 
you know, to see players like that, Bobby Jack, Bobby and Jack Charlton walking out onto St Andrews, you know, what, what an absolute honour. Yeah, yeah. And well, for, you, for you to play against people like that. Well, you wow. don't think, I mean, as a kid, I went, I used to go each week, uh, go to watch football, and it was Tottenham one week for, with, the, with the kids who were Spurs supporters, and it was Arsenal the next if they were Arsenal supporters. But you saw all the players that you knew and you'd heard about when you were 10, 11, you managed to see them. Which, which, when you're really young, you remember. I mean, my favourite player then was Dennis Law when he came back from Italy because mm -hmm. he he had all the <laughs> the movements about him. And we've all got our favourite players, but that he was the first one who kind of had an impact on me. And like you say, Bobby Charlton as a player. Um, but there was a few as well. We've had we've had some good English players, mm. and uh, luckily, I never thought I'll ever plays with the likes of Jimmy Greaves it just happened you know and that's mm. it's just a dream that comes true isn't it you know Tony, but, uh, sorry, sorry, okay. Tony did you play against um, Pele no well when I went out there Pele had just literally hung up his boots and he um, he used to do like uh, what what do we call it over here he, he worked on behalf of the club he was at New York Cosmos yeah. yeah he was like an ambassador for the club and um I, I did manage to, uh, I went to a function and he was there and we had to just say a couple of words and we used to have to carry all these uh, postcards or pictures of yourself to, you know, to give to the people. And so I just had, a, my son was born out there, so he's in his 40s now, but he, he was born in about 1979 while I was out there. And it, Pelly had this picture a black and white picture, and I said, "Could you sign your picture, your, your picture for me, for me son?" And he put on it like to James, like all the best, no, Pelly, really? like, you know. So really? he knew how to write. So I said to him, "Do you want mine?" A <laughs> 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 little postcard, you know, like from the beach, like. <laughs> he went, "No, you're right, mate." <laughs> oh, but but yeah, he was not. He was always oh, well, nice as a. A guy like, but I, no, I was unfortunate. Never played against him. He'd, he'd hung his boots up by then. I did. Yeah. Well, I, did, I, did, I did see him in 1975. I think it was 75. Mm. He came to Sandhurst, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he, he played yeah. at Villa as well. Did, did I say Villa? Uh, Give me a smack. Give me a smack. Uh, what did we it's say all right. just, I've just had a dig in the ribs for that. I'm sorry. Nothing, Mr. One. You've just had your last cup of tea, and all, pal. Oh no! <laughs> well, it's, the cup's already gone <laughs> off the table. <laughs> uh, okay. Can you just have a Just a quick word, um, mm. Craig. I think we need to really um, address the, the elephant in the room. I think I say, isn't it? Regarding what we are going to do and what we've been doing mm -hmm. today, uh, regarding getting an extra show in. Yeah. So. We've been talking, um, uh, people talking to their people, as they say, <laughs> yeah. with the Blues Trust. Um, and what we want to do is uh, we're looking to put a show together and we'll confirm some dates. There will be a Q&A session with the Blues Trust where it will be, and others, it will be this. very open. It will be an opportunity for people to shout questions around what are the Trust doing, then tell us the work that has been completed. Um, but also it's an opportunity for people to air their feelings in more detail that perhaps then we can get to the club with. Um, we all know there will be an upcoming forum for fans and perhaps from this show 
we can take questions with the aid of D-Trust towards taking that forward. So watch out for more details, but we are planning something where everybody will get an opportunity can to it, have a I'll, say. Can I also say that the, the, the people that are going to be on this show are people that know um, a bit more than like what we do. We do. <laughs> right, so it's not just the trust. We can't go into great details yet because we can't go into No, we're, we're about we're, we're about we're about 90% there, 90-95% there with some with some brilliant guests who know what they're talking about. Mm. So watch out for that guys because that will be an absolute belter. And as Craig has said, you've got your opportunity to ask your questions. Right, I'll have my opportunity to ask my questions. As will Craig, as will anybody else and everybody else that is on the show. And when I say on the show, if your name shows up on that shout box, you're on the show. That's it. Okay. So watch out for that. We are do we are doing stuff in the background, but we can't go into great detail as to as to what, where and why. Okay. Um Tony, Tony, Tony. Uh Jason McDonald, if Tony could give a message to Blues team now, what would it be? Keep right on. Uh, well, <laughs> I, it's a difficult message because I've not been in a position of ever uh, managing teams or anything. But I think what looking at it really from the from the beginning of the season, like we we just do miss having a leader, someone who's who's got a little bit of fire in them, and um, like like players you all know who, who have been there and and they can put their fist up and and. Just, you know, even if it's not going too well for them on the pitch at the time, they never change. It's the way they are, and those those players are, are few and far between. But we drastically need we need somebody like that in the team first and foremost. And they don't come along. That's what I'm saying. They just don't come along every day, and that's the difficult thing. Now I do appreciate that all teams need money to buy, but the price is now extortionate for, for players. That's why. You know, we've got so many foreign players coming in because they can get them cheaper than it costs for the local English lads virtually now, the way it's going. So I, I just, as far as the players go, when you go out, it's just the pride of playing. They're, they're, not, they're not playing just for themselves. They're playing for their mates and they're playing for the crowd. And the crowd, the crowd uh, love, love the Blues so much. And until you've... They must know that, you know, because when, they when they're behind you, they're really behind you, you know. Mm. And that, like I say, away from home as well. It's not just at home. They've had a phenomenal following away from home. Uh, well, it, it used to be, especially in the 60s and that, and 70s. And even the, the game at the Millennium in the final with Liverpool, you couldn't hear the Liverpool supporters compared to the Blues. There's no comparison. Off the scale, off the scale yeah, it? you know, and you'll never see the likes of that again. Well, yeah. you will. <laughs> But you know, that's all right. No, 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 it's, it's a bit of good news. <laughs> no, it, but um, no, uh, let's hope we can replicate that. But they've been a sleeping giant for too long now, I think. Blues, mm. it's just you know, um, I said at the beginning of the show, though, Tony, second biggest city in the country bears the name of Birmingham. Yeah, it, 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 it just defies all knowledge that some super rich Manchester City owner or something like that hasn't come along and said, you know what, I'm snapping that name up, I'm having it. It's just, we're having yeah. That, yeah, yeah. But we get it. We, we, we've we've got we've yeah, had it for, uh, for years, haven't we? We're, we're a big city with a you know a big big population. Why aren't we 
Why aren't we packing out that ground? Well, I think now as, as well, like you, some, or you mentioned it earlier, people uh, are not turning up at times now, mainly because you, we all support teams as a kid, especially if it's your local team, and you normally support a team that you've either heard of a player or you've seen them and you want to go and support them, and they're there for the rest of your life then. And the older you get, and, and it's starting to get really difficult to watch, then you... You stop. Mm. I know some really staunch blues fans who don't go at all now. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's a shame, and I know a few, you know. It's, and, a, real, um, it's a real, sorry to jump in, Tony, but it's, it has been a real chore now to go again. You do yeah. it, it's good, but it's not enjoyable. It's a chore. But like yeah. I say, when, when you're hooked on it, you can't mm. kick the habit. <laughs> People want to go and they just want to see. Where you know, if they turn out on the pitch and they show pride, passion, and they sweat and blood for that shirt and that badge, yeah. but go and lose 3 0, as fans, we don't care. Now, well, but we're not seeing it. You, you're right, because the saying was back in the 60s the crowd love a tryer, and regardless, and there, there, there's been loads of bread and butter players, but if they see you giving your all and you're getting your shirt dirty, they, they don't mind that. And um, okay, it's more a di- little bit more difficult now. You've got to be careful. You, you can't tackle anybody. I mean, it should be called handball anyway, not football, because they use their arms more than their feet, don't they? You know, you, they get more work with their hands than they do with their feet. It's only the keeper that uses his feet now. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, Dean, <laughs> Dean Adams, sorry, Dean Adams has mm-hmm. posed a question: Which is the fiercest derby, Tony? Uh, the Birmingham derby or the Spurs Arsenal one? Well, without that, uh, Blues, Blues and Villa, because um, he said it again. Said I said it again. It again. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm on an hat trick. <laughs> You're on a yellow. <laughs> long as I only get one yellow, not two. Otherwise, I'd be out of here, wouldn't I? <laughs> no, the uh, Blues. The, the, that was the thing when I first came. Is we don't care where we finish in the league, even if we have to get relegated, we've got to beat Villa. Well, we waited a couple of free seasons before it was possible because, you know, Blues had come up from the second, Villa had come over in the third and come up to the second and into the first. So it was a long wait. But we did have a... Albeit the very first one was at Villa Park and we actually lost 2-1. And a father-in-law of mine, who's passed away long since now, bless, but he came and he was a rank Arsenal supporter and he said, I have never seen an atmosphere like that. That was at Villa Park. Then we played the, when the, reserve, uh, the return game a bit later in the season was at Blues. It was electrifying and we actually won that game and then we were lucky, not lucky enough, we were fortunate enough to win the double the next two years. So that six, first one, Tony, was, was it 3-1? Three, 2-1. Three, two, one, two, two, one. The first was the, one. Was that the time when, that, when they had the Tilton Road and they had all like pink and blue little balloons and all. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. But, no, yeah, but they, that was the uh, home game. That was the second was game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but that was at Blues. That was 3-2, I think. That was my first derby. That was my very first Oh, that was 3-2, yeah. Just, it was phenomenal. The noise just... Oh, look at that goosebumps, mate. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> no, I've got to admit, if, if you're not fired up for that, if Blues could... It, I, I shouldn't say it because there were some great players in the team then, but if Blues could have gone out and every game was that game, I think we'd have done 
three times, four times better than what we did, mm. if that mm. makes mm. sense. And you say, well, why should you get... How can you raise it for that game and not others? But there, there was an adrenaline rush when you played that game. It just I'll tell was... you why we raise it. I'll tell you why we as fans raise it as well. Because we sit here in June waiting for that picture list to come out. And the right. second it does, you're on it. When are we yeah. playing them at home and when are we playing them away? Book my holidays. Get them, yeah. them days are off. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Immediately. Oh, no, massive, massive games. More so, don't forget, Arsenal was known as the library if you was a Tottenham fan. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's the quietest place on the planet. So, you know, it was never really... It was a bigger game, Spurs against West Ham, than playing Arsenal, albeit they're the closest two together, like, distance-wise. But, no, it's just the way it is. Where Villa and Blues... Free, that's me, trick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no more, no more them and us, for you. Them and us was no, the biggest. <laughs> I've, I've already opened the door. He's going out by the window. In fact, I'm going to bring you some toast. Tony, sorry, don't bother getting this coat. Get it himself. See you, Alan. Tony, as someone who saw your debut for Blues, I probably saw you play for Tottenham as well. Um, how did that? There's a, uh, a book that was brought out called The Glory Game, which um, was a, a fly on the wall uh, book about the Spurs season uh, the year before you came to us. And you got a mention on the last page, and it said, uh, Tony Wand um, uh, has joined Birmingham. And, and it didn't explain uh, how that came about. It just said that you'd been sort of on the fringe of the team all year and decided you wanted to come to us and, and how, how did that how did it actually come about uh, well I think it was a, the, the end of the 72 season wasn't it the, the yeah. week the week Blues came up and the phone That's went right. and it was uh, it was Bill Nicholson saying uh, we've had Freddie Goodwin on the phone and and he told me that they, that they wanted me to go up there and have a chat with them and and he just said you know, I think it's a bit unfair to you in a way, like you've you've been and in them days we only had one sub. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. and I we always subs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well Tottenham always had a forward at home and they normally had a defender away. Yeah. And there was one season, after season, I was a sub away from home. And we used to we were on an appearance money to get your appearance. So someone like Cyril Knowles who was playing for England as well at that time, I think, he would, we'd be playing somewhere and he would give me a little wink with about 15 minutes to go. And if we were winning, like I'd go on, he'd, he'd come off, he'd limp off. And then I'd go on, get me appearance money. Well, one night at Arsenal, we were 2 nil up there's about 25 minutes to go and he started winking at the box. I was going, no, you're right, stay on for another 10 minutes. Like, jokingly. And, uh, he came off and I went on and, and two minutes later Arsenal got a corner I came over and, and there was a, a shot it was all blocked and somebody knocked the rebound in so it was 2-1 and then we had to sort of like hold out for 20 minutes and I, I, I seen him I said Cyril don't you ever get coming off like that again and he says, "What's your appearance, man?" <laughs> I said, I know. well the reason it, it, they, they tried so hard to do it for me like because the wages then for the local lads was laughable, really. It was very poor. And uh, they wouldn't believe you now. You wouldn't believe me if I told you. But it, uh, and, uh, 
at the time when I was in the, got in the first team in 67 after we won the cup they had to make me money up to 20 quid a week because okay. that was a minimum wage then so and that's so that's what I'm saying so I was on a decent appearance money not mega money but uh, you know more than what I was earning so and that was how it was so they used to mm. do that but mm. you could never I was never sub at home <laughs> <laughs> so I weren't going to get the appearance money then no. but you, anyway well, it, I went up to you were the first first player we signed as you say after promotion and you know, we were used to buying people from Swindon and Carlisle and Bolton and whatever, um, mm. and suddenly we we signed somebody from Tottenham. Wow! <laughs> you know, you're you're the big name, and <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> to know that well, it was only on twenty quid a week, it's a bit of a shock. No, well, that was when I was at Tottenham, like. But the um, no, I came up and uh, I went went and had a lunch with Freddie and. And I said, well, I'll go go back and I'll think about things, you know. And he said, well, we could do with getting it over with because we're going to Italy in a couple of days on a, on a trip, on a tour, because the season was finished now. And uh, I ended up, I signed. And I went back, I went back to me, and my dad was there. I said, Dad, I've signed for Birmingham. And the, the amazing thing was, at that time, when we all first got our pay packets, we was all get. They were all looking at their pay packets, all all under each other's noses, and they're going, "How come I paid a shilling more tax than you? And how come you've got six pence more than he has?" And we were all on the same money, <laughs> <laughs> everyone. <laughs> so there weren't no, you know, there was no top men there. It was one of them. Yeah. Oh, it was funny. But, but do take that in, people. Twenty quid. Yeah, twenty quid. Twenty quid. Oh no, that was only if you played. I weren't on that during oh, every other game. If I weren't playing, I weren't getting twenty quid. Now we back then, uh, I played in the under nineteens. Uh, the, the England. We went on a tour and did the went up and down the country playing games, and then we went on the World Cup thing. And we had a few players and from London. One was like Trevor Brookin. Frank Lampard, that's Frank, you know his dad, Frank's dad. Yeah. Um, Peter, Peter Shilton, who was a Midland-type player. Uh, we had a lad from Charlton who was in their first team. And then we had Steve Kembrew at Crystal Palace, who was in the Crystal Palace first team. And every one of us was on £12.50. A week, every one. And, and all the kids from up north, like Brian Kidd, Joe Raw, and Colin Todd and all these, we had a really good team. And... Uh, they was all on about £22 pound then. Oh. That's when we was like eight, seven, just on 18 years of age. Oh, Christ. Yeah. That's the truth. Oh, And I ain't got too much savings left. About <laughs> 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 20 quid. Um, uh, Joe Donner, who said, Tony, want a great humour from you, mate, and you were a great servant. To yeah. Blues. Absolutely. Are you, Absolutely. Are you, are you Blues Brothers on the show? You're the salt of the earth and bring some light on a very dark time for blues. Oh, Thanks a million. Thank you. Thank you. And you're, well, you're, you're well loved. You're well loved. Just though. to put it in perspective, it sounds rough, rough, uh, but you could buy a mini for four hundred pound, then Brandon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. okay Nicholas. <laughs> Nicholas Wells has joined us. Uh, he's one of our um, deaf supporters. And uh, he's advertising the fact that it's his birthday. He's going to be 50 on the 27th of January. Is he? No, no place to advertise a birthday, my friend. 
This no, is no place yeah. to advertise your birthday. Right, it must not looks, happen. It looks a lot older. It looks a lot older. What do people make of the McGree situation? Isn't that a strange one? It's... Go on, Craig. Go on, Craig. Are you dying to say something, Craig? Go on. Uh, I'm just thinking it's how much of it is paper talk. Um, honestly, I, you know, if, if I was put in a room and I had to sit with a journalist, or I had to sit with Lee. Uh, if Lee turned around and says he's going because he's going to contract and he's going to America, and you've got a journal that's saying no, he's going to Middlesbrough or Celtic, I know who I'd believe, and mm-hmm. I know money talks. It does yeah, but. Two million pounds, if that is correct, number one is very, very cheap for a player that stood out in the championship. Um, and actually, for me, if I was Ryan McGree, I'd be thinking to myself, I don't want to be championship. I'd rather look at a, maybe a lower end of the Premier League team where I'm still going to get games, but I want to move to the top levels. I just, I, I don't know whether it's true. I can't see it. Yeah, you'd want your £22.50, wouldn't you, kid? So. What do you think of the? Uh, so, do you reckon he'll go to Celtic? It <laughs> would be the only know. logical place, wouldn't it? Yeah, uh, the, 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 the manager's Australian. Yeah, um, and he would be playing. I think that they're not in Europe anymore, are they? But he would be in twelve, 12 months' time. He twelve months' time, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Middlesbrough. I mean, what? <laughs> why would he want to go there? You know, if he doesn't want to, if they won't let him stop here. Why would they let him go to Middlesbrough? And the other thing I can't understand is this guy is halfway through a season, yet they want him to go and do a pre-season yeah. for a month. He could have stayed with us for that month uh, and, and, and joined up. Okay, <coughs> he'd have had to play some pre-season games, but he'd been as fit as a, he'd been fitter than all of them. It does it, that mm. that that bugs me. I mean, there's, there's there's more to it, and and this transfer talk makes me suspicious now that. You know, it wasn't just about contract. But as you say, it's the paper talk, but it's worrying that we're being dumped on, basically. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And if it's the difference between two million and, you know, footing salaries, then actually you've got a question. We, I know they say we've got no money, but we must have something in the pot. I mean, we went out and bought a striker for two million pounds who's been on loan. And he's out there not doing anything at the moment. So if we yeah. can do that, why couldn't we go after somebody yeah. like McGree? But just look at how much revenue we're, lo- we're losing though, week in, week yeah. out, because that stand isn't open. It's not just it's not just the seats on bums. It's the shirts. It's the pies. It's it's the yeah. beers. It's everything. We're I, I don't. Losing. I don't. I we're don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Nick, because I mean, well, we've got to be leaking a fortune. With it, though, we, we 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 mentioned it. I think on one of the one of the groups today that I mean we weren't getting much more than that before the stands closed. We can't, we can't fill what we've got now. If we can't fill what we've got now, there's no demand for tickets. Therefore, you open it up and we're not going to fill it. Not unless you charge a fiver or a pound every single game to get people through the door and you'd probably still end up losing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest, going back to the cup game on Saturday, I'd have done that. I'd have said, uh, you know, kid uh, fiver, you know, yeah. across the board. Across Maybe the board, three, yeah. quid, three quid even for season ticket holders. Yeah. You still only get about 12, 13,000, I think. I think so. Uh, was it was it was a yeah. good point here? He says, "Shoot me down," and, but he didn't agree. Only stand out because of how poor we are. Yeah, yeah, that's probably, a good point. probably yeah. right. Yeah, but he was, yeah. he was a good player amongst a lot of poor players. Me old mate, yeah. big thing VAR. They go sadly, yes. Um, 
probably use the money we paid them for taking Monk and his team from Steve Portman. Uh, why, why is it we can't just have some good fortune? Come on, this has been 11 years. <laughs> We're oh. Birmingham City, Nick. Have we we know, don't have get we fortune. ever known Mate, any, any different? We never known any we different. Have known, we've known ninth in the Premier League. We've known the trip into Europe. We've known yeah. beating, mm. you know, the scum uh, in the quarterfinal, coming back from being, you know, probably out of that cup final against West Ham. The Ipswich game, you know, the Blues Villa games, all the go, you know, and the history and it all going on, like you know, and it's just every single week we ain't got a good thing to say. I mean, can, can, Tony, going back to the FA Cup, you as a player, did you look forward to the FA Cup? Were you like a kid, really excited about the draw and, did you, you know, gather around to watch it and stuff? Yeah, you... I've, well, I think the FA Cup was, it was that and the league, it was even bigger than the league somewhat, in some way, because it was a thing that was on TV all day, all on the day, the final, every little, every kid knew about it, every adult who went to the football games knew about it, everyone wanted to go there and say they'd been to a Wembley final, and so we were growing up in that era when it, when that's what it was all about, but because of all these other things they've brought in now and everything's to do with a uh, more money involved by putting more different competitions and that it's getting there that it's not it doesn't mean too much to some of the clubs anymore if that makes sense a five o'clock kickoff for the FA Cup final well Uh, I don't see the logic in that but there you go but the day the day Tony when we was kids yeah um, and I don't know how old you are I was 60 on Christmas Day I know I've mentioned it before Um, but that day was just so special. It didn't matter that your team wasn't in that cup final. You supported a team for that day, yeah, yeah. right? And you wanted your you wanted that team to win as much as you'd want your own team to, to win it. That's what it was like for us when we were kids. And the build up and the news, and they'd be going through the streets of the towns and the cities and that. And it was just it was just amazing. It was a, it was just undescribable and for you youngsters that are watching this tonight you'll never sadly experience that no um, that's a, that's and it was and it is it really is because that's what football was all about in the 70s um and uh to see it see it now like you know can't even raise a song mm-hmm. huh? well, and, and, uh, and youngsters to me and nick are people below 50 yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, we're, we're, we're sorry, Mark. Uh, there's um, there's a great comment coming on the the Shea box, and I've seen it a couple of times actually over the past couple of days. Uh, and it's uh, it's from John Smith, um, and he's saying that when Sullivan and Co were at the club, we actually didn't realise at the time how good we had. No, it. we didn't. And did we ever there were say that? yeah, lots did- of people happy they had to go. They were not putting anything into the club and stuff like that. But actually, what 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 have we had to celebrate since then? Apart from the cup, we've we've seen nothing but lows. And I, for one, would say uh, actually, I'd have them back tomorrow. <laughs> I'd have them back tomorrow. But as as somebody somebody else has wants an opinion here, Paula Thompson, Sullivan Gold sold us down the river to Young. If somebody offered you twice the value of your house, exactly. Yeah, money talks. Money it? talks. It's yeah. you know they're businessmen. They, they offered well, crazy it. money. It's, it's, that's right. Everything's for sale in business. Yep. Yeah, they offered crazy, crazy. And money. somebody, somebody, Tony, I'll take you back to this. Uh, just mentioned uh, again, going back to the FA Cup final. Um, 
don't know, see if I can find it. But no, I can't, I can't see it, matey. But it was okay. reenacting that game in the back garden after the final whistle. <laughs> you'd reenact that game. You'd do it over and over and over again. And then, um, you know, we'd be at school and, and half the school would support one team, the other half would support the other. And there'd just be a battle in the playground. It was mayhem. It was absolutely yeah. brilliant. Mm. <laughs> Kicking well, you, out of each other. We used to have to uh, relive it all up against the brick wall because there weren't... We did, I'll never see a tree till I come up here. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah it was Michael, Michael Woods that picked that up. Thanks, Michael, for that. Yeah, brilliant. But, but you know, I just, I, I look back and it was just concrete. But you did. You put a couple of jumpers down on the floor and that was yep. your goal, wasn't it? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and that was how it was. The facilities are better now. They, you know, they're never back in the day. But that was the game. The game that everybody watched every year. And I can reel them off from the mid-50s through till about 1970. But if someone mm, said to mm. me, who won the cup three years ago, I wouldn't have a clue. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't got a clue. I haven't yeah. got a clue. But you just remember it and you remember the names of the goal scorers, didn't you? Know, you and everything as a kid. Go, so. go Would it be late, late 70s when Coventry City won the You know, I that, that, was, that, that was the mm. magic of it, wasn't it? Absolute magic of the FA Cup final was that one day. And the guy... In his white uniform, on that scaffolding, in the centre circle, winding the yeah. two set supporters up, and it was all done in fun and banter. And I can tell you something else as well, right? When the lap of honour was done after the game, both sets of supporters stopped to honour both, both teams. the teams, yeah. right? Yeah, both the teams. You look at it now. When we played Arsenal, four minutes later, that round was half empty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. True, that's true. No, it's uh, it was it was an event. It was a bit like the Grand National, that sort of thing. It used to be, or anything like that. A big, yeah, big, yeah. big day. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, Muhammad Ali fighting. Yeah, you it, know, there were memorable moments. It's um, it's, it's a little bit different now. The money has killed it a little bit. It, it's, it's like all this. The yeah. amount of games now you play it to a World Cup to qualify, mm. you know, why do they have all these? They have all these qualifying games for countries. No, after half of us have never heard of some of them, mm-hmm. and uh, they're not going to get in the the and, the and so it works out that they have about five, six lots of groups where you know the ones that are going to qualify out of the groups virtually, don't you? Every year, mm-hmm. and it's just because it's money, money, We've all of it. Saturated, aren't we, Tony? We're just saturated with football. As much as we love it, we're just... Well, yeah. Another great memory. John Smith, he points some of the players interviewed after the game. Happy days. Whole family watched. (laughs) Yeah. Superb. (laughs) Superb, mate. Absolutely superb. Um, I think we have to say um, uh, well done to our uh, sponsors as well. I think uh, Craig. I think they helped out our disabled group. They did indeed. Well. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Board yeah. Sports, big yeah. big shout out and uh, and thank you for the support, especially to our Excessive Blues uh, counterparts who who they actually supported when couldn't get tickets uh, altogether at the ground, so actually donated the box for them for the game, um, which is absolutely brilliant. Um, and also they had uh, sponsoring corporates as well for Sunday's game, so. Disappointment Saturday and uh, jubilation on Sunday. So uh, yeah. thank you to those guys. Test- testament, isn't it, though? You know, we've got half the ground shot. We can't even accommodate our disabled supporters in one area. <laughs> it's crazy. It's uh, crazy. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> Some of my night up there. And, and talking of the, the ladies, um, shout out to, to Darren uh, and his backroom staff with uh, Marcus Bignett. What a result for the ladies on Sunday. Um 
didn't catch all the game saw the second half mm. and they were absolutely brilliant they my comment afterwards they showed the passion and pride that we want the men to do but it's great to see them actually just after that break a totally different team and a um, shock as well we huge shock yeah, what, was it? what was the odds 50, 50 to 1 the odds <laughs> for, for Birmingham to win that game um, before kick off so absolutely brilliant that, that they did it and uh, we, we took on board everybody's feedback as well um, if you haven't seen the note we are looking to uh, incorporate the ladies game a little bit more into the show so watch out for some uh, some further details yeah. maybe some guest appearances from the team as well yeah Mm. Uh, Commentary from Mr. Hitkiss, who's uh, now finished his game of football. <gasps> <laughs> Study before, and it's sad that a team would rather finish fourth in the Premier League than win the FA Cup. The winners of the FA Cup and League could, should qualify for the Champions League automatically. You're more of a champion than finishing third or fourth. Absolutely, couldn't agree with you. And uh, we've just been reminded that it was impact for Sunday's game as well as World Sports, yeah? Impact. So we've got to give a shout out to them guys as well. Yeah, yeah uh, but what a nice gesture! What a nice gesture! Fantastic, hmm? fantastic gesture! So let's get let's get back. I know we're going to do, I know we're going to get do a program on this, but what what would you like to see done, Nick? Me? Yeah. Uh, Una's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, it's just making me too sad and angry to think about it. It really is, Chris. Owner's gone, obviously. Um, somebody in who cares. Yeah. Um, we thought we had it a couple of years ago. You know, we've got uh, Davo and Claire working side by side, and there was things, you know, happening, and That's information right, yeah, was yeah, information yeah. was coming out. And but it was nice stuff. It was all about you know helping the community, and it, it's just all gone dead and stale. Yeah. And don't ever Birmingham City get rid of poker pies again. Never ever get rid of my poker pies. Never. I'm telling you. <laughs> and I can remember we all got excited when, uh, when, when uh, Ernst and Young uh, found us a, uh, a buyer. Yeah. Mm. Mm. It's. Uh, I think. I think one thing. I think one thing that would be wrong would be, just my personal opinion, be to uh, boycott. I don't think that serve any purpose. That's my right. you, you can forget your bed sheets, right? Don't know, I might be having a sale at the minute, but they've all been snapped up by somebody else up the road, all right? So you can forget oh. bed sheets at St Andrews, <laughs> because that, for me, crying out bed sheets at St Andrews, my God. Yeah, please don't. What can we do as fans? I'll tell you what we can do as fans. We can do what Craig's doing in the background at the minute, and what this show is hoping to bring together a group of people who will voice their opinions on everybody else's behalf but then mm-hmm. you again have got that opportunity to join in with us and voice your opinion too oh and believe me believe me Birmingham City Football Club see the comments on the shout box and they watch the show we know that oh, they do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, I, can I also reiterate that you will be you will be asking questions to people who will know the answers or they will well or mm. and they will know more than what we do I think in terms of the club, we need, we've lost that blue drive, both internally and the fans are, are losing it as well. We need yeah. to, you know, you, you look at the people that were there inside the club that are no longer with us and they were with us through thick and thin. They were blues fans. They knew what made not just the club tick, but us as fans. We haven't got that there now and we need that. We need that back, you know. The Davo 
he's he's still there but doesn't get as, as involved as what he yeah. did before um we had Julia who was in the background doing all of the fantastic work with the financials and we lost Julia mm. we had Colin Satam you know all of these people were blues through and through yeah. without that I, the inside of the club can't can't thrive we need that back so people coming in through the door great we might get some new owners but also listen to the fans see what the fans want and help us rebuild the fantastic club that we have had in the past and we want back this has been the problem the fans haven't been listened to at all and I think when the fans were listened to, when Dave and Claire and, that, and, them, and them others that you mentioned, Greg, were there, um, perhaps the ownership didn't like it. And don't get me wrong, I think things are are being tried. The fantastic gesture at the weekend and the ongoing support with, with young Arthur and the Arthur's game uh, this time is brilliant. And that shows the family side of it. That's just a small part of it though we need everything else to to develop around it Nick you're right listen to us listen to the fans because I tell you what my time's coming to an end you know what I mean I'm 60 years old now um, oh, yeah? and, and it's all about the youngsters that we've just lost two years two years of new youngsters coming into our football club through mm -hmm. Covid yeah. right and have they gone off and played chess or are they interested in something else we lost them forever you know what can we do to get them back what can we do as fans mm -hmm. to get them back um, you know there are other things you can do clean the filthy stinking mess up outside for a start off or get on to the council to get it done I've ranted on that one god knows how many times but it's still the same um, and um, yeah. I do I do like this one from Paul Lipkiss he says uh, we're the equivalent to running a fish and chip shop with no potatoes <laughs> like a pub with no beer. <laughs> yeah. That was a song that was, uh, Mark. Would you believe it? Tony, you can see our frustrations as fans, yeah. And I know you're, you've, you've been involved in the club pretty much most of your life, really. Um, how does it make you feel? What are you watching again all over? Well, as I say, I, I, I appreciate where you're coming from and I do understand it, but how the people feel because. There's nothing quite like uh, being successful. That helps and amazing because the more successful you are, the more people are going to come and see you. But it, it it has dragged on a bit now. From you know over the we're, we're at 2022 now. It seems like yesterday was 2000. Yeah. And and n not too much has really happened. We had the we had the, the, the we've had a few little halcyon weeks. You know when it's come in, but. It's not really been ongoing, you know, and uh, and we've been up and down. We have got back and we've gone slipped back down, but you know we're we're at a time now where it's probably the lowest for years, you know, like where we are in the league and and how we're playing as well. That's the main issue mm. of it all. But <clears throat> at the moment, we just need a few few new faces I suppose but it's easier said than done I appreciate that it's, it must be so difficult um, for the man in charge you know it makes my heart bleed for, I'll be honest with yeah it must be it must be difficult because mm. you know he's quite limited really isn't he you know mm. it's not like you've got like he's <laughs> the Guardiola's he can pick two teams that could hold their own in the, in the 
division, you know, mm. let alone just one. But yeah. you know, it's, I feel a bit sad for them, really. And and yeah. the crowd deserve more because they're what you really call hardcore supporters, yeah. and they're not, you know, and it's 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 getting a little bit smaller each each season mm-hmm. that goes mm-hmm. by without some sort of success. Even if push up the table a bit, that that'll only go one way. Well, they're coming. They're coming in now. They're coming in now, like a mouse with, like a mouse trap with no cheese. Yeah. No, we have had our chips. <laughs> no, T- Tony, have you done your one to eleven? I'm not sure whether we sorted that out with you. Uh, well, there was too, uh, there was too many actually to name. All right, okay, we'll skip that one. Then. Even Guardiola ain't got that many players available. <laughs> that I've to one to eleven. More than Barry Fry. <laughs> yeah. More than Barry. Yeah. No, Tony, did you ever fancy management? Uh, no, it never came about really. I used to coach, but even died of death really. Uh, I could, I, I actually got offered the job at Blues. No, no, no. I'm going back when I come back from the states. I got got in touch with Kevin Broder, see if anything's going. And the manager at the time was an ex, you know who manager? Yeah. Who came to the Blues? And you've been educated tonight, mate. Yeah, I've been edgy. Yeah, I've got there now. I've suddenly, it's, I've realised now. I've got to be careful. He's just won his cup of tea back. But just, to put, in, just, just to put it in perspective, when I say X, like you know who manager, he actually said, "Well, Kevin and and Ian speak highly of you, and um, we're going away for a couple of days on tour." He said, um, "Can you?" if we sort something out when you come back we do need someone to look after and set up the reserve system I went yeah great and then the while they were away his, his ex-captain whose name I think was Ian Ross flew back from Dubai and he gave him the job and that was it I, it was a chuck you know I'd, I'd been off the merry-go-round for five years but I'd, I'd end up coaching as well out in the States so when I came back <clears throat> it kind of went out the window and I had a friend who was in who worked had his business in the market and I ended up working for him so I'll never know but no as a manager maybe not nowadays it's I know you can't fail if you've if you've if you're a failure they'll pay you off so you can't really fail mm. but you want to you want to win don't you really that's it in a nutshell that's all we want yeah it's about yeah. winning really it's that's, all that's we want, you know when Bottom we turn up freezing cold on a Tuesday night in February, mate, and it's peeing down the rain, or we yeah. want this, or we won't. Even if we don't get the win, but like somebody said earlier, even if we get that performance, yeah, yeah. that heart, yeah. that desire, that spirit, and there is none of it left at the moment, zero, not not an ounce of it. No, no, no. Um, or am I being too harsh? No, no, I don't think you are. I think you know, you you know the you you know the players who. who you, you know them, the ones that will give, it, give their all. And if it's, if it's not good enough, so be it. But, you know, there's nothing worse than if you if it's a lacklustre. Mm-hmm. And, you you know, you don't want to think it's a bit lacklustre. No one seems, you know... You don't want to see him run through a brick wall for you, but you want to... It's a bit of passion, isn't it? I don't know. You, we're, we're, we're old school. I'm in my 70s, so a bit old school, you know what I mean? Same age, isn't it? You know, so it's just it's ten just, years younger than Auntie Linda. Yeah, sure, because you've got more <laughs> 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 Can, can I just say something about this, um, Nick? You, 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 you said when are we going to have some luck? Mm. Uh, I don't believe in luck myself, but I know, I know. But I, I just look at this situation. We 
are two weeks away from the transfer deadline and mm-hmm. we tell our captain and reserve centre-half he can go, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Two weeks before the deadline. By the time the deadline comes, right, we've lost three centre-halves. We've lost one who's gone out, um, has gone back on loan, one's injured, um, and, and obviously um, Harley Dean's not available. Now, we mm. finish up during the match, we lose another centre-half who gets sent off. Mm-hmm. And we end up with a midf- an 18-year-old, or 17 and 18-year-old midfield player yeah, playing centre-half. Now, yeah. why, was, why was Harley Dean told then that he was on his bike? He could have been told, once, once we got through this Christmas period where we're going to need everybody we've got, right? He could have been told then. You know, when, mm. when when we got replacements to come in, but he was sitting on his backside somewhere getting paid by us and mm. we get we get the stuff yeah. by Plymouth. That that's that's not that's not bad luck. That's bad management. You know. Mm. If, you, if you work on the you know, if it can happen mm. it will happen. You know, we get rid of us uh, an experienced player and we we end up with the kids on kids on the field. Well, he could have he could have played he could have played this week next week or whatever till we got everybody fit back oh. and then said to him right thanks mate yeah. uh, and it would have, he, he could have gone where he wanted then but he's, yeah. he's he's just not part of the club anymore and we we got no centre halves. Do you think it's mm. cash? Do you think it's wages? I think that was the yeah. I mean, I, they want to replace his yeah. wages with with somebody cheaper. Understand yeah. that, but not not when you not when you got no players available and it, it's. It's, I mean, we finished up that match Saturday with six teenagers on the pitch. Six teenagers. And I'm not talking about 19-year-olds. I'm talking about 16 and 17-year-olds. That's that's poor management, that is. As as much as we want to see the kids do well, you know... We, we, they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be the saviour of the club. They should be coming into a side that's functioning, and, and so they can improve. Yeah, now we're getting the, the future. A few other people do as well. Michael Wood said he a Watto for chairman. <laughs> I tell you what, I, I know what I'd do if I was. <laughs> Go on, then. What? Go on. Go on. Go on. You're the chairman now. From right. Now. First thing is. This Birmingham City uh, aura that you know we're 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 second class with this that and the other stops now, right? We're the we are the main team in this city. We have been, and we we're going to be again. That's be the first thing, uh, and we 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 we've got to lift this malaise. We've all talked about it. Everything's dying on its feet. We've got to stop that. Stop that. These two signings that we've made this week. For example, would have been quite exciting if they hadn't have been just filling holes. You know, the, the, the centre half apparently was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Sadly, well, we would have, you know, had had he played alongside Harley Dean because of the injuries, we'd have been saying, "Well, oh, we, we got we got somebody here." But he didn't. He had to play alongside two left backs and then a kid. So yeah. we and, and the midfield player that's coming, you know, mm-hmm. wow, great. But we've got we've we've had we've had players suspend. Um, what's his name? Craig Gardner hasn't played for seven games. A because he was suspended for four, and then he was ill for two. Yeah. 
you know, we can't we can't do that. We can't have that. So what's the answer then? Well, well you're, you're, you know, you're, you're highlighting the problem. No, no, we have to solve the problem. We got, we have to sell the club. You have to sell. When I say sell it, I mean make it attractive. Right. If if, yeah. if for forty million, you mm. could buy that club. Right. It was it was sold for eighty million ten years ago, and to sell it now for forty, you're thinking if I if I got the money, I'd buy that for forty million, and I'd make it worth eight hundred million in inside five mm. years. If I got the money, let's find somebody who's got the money and sell them that idea. Mm. And take the club back to basics. Yeah. Fancy pantsy football, we keep on saying it, is not I, the Birmingham I, way. I personally think that if, if somebody came along and offered half the money they paid out, I think they'd sell. I think yeah. they'd listen. I, yeah. yeah. I think you're right. I think, I, think, I think a third. I think they'd sell. <clears throat> yeah. I don't. I don't, th I don't think they even know who the manager is. I don't think they know who we played on Saturday. They don't even don't know who Alan Watton is. No, <laughs> they've got absolutely no idea. He's a them for crying out loud! Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 got to change. It's it's got to change its image. It's 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 image in when we we got in the Premiership. It was it was we we were the business. You know, we we were the top yeah. team. Uh, we had good players, international players. I, I sit and watch videos of of 2000, and I, I can't, I t it takes my breath away. It's another world, isn't it? Yes. Didn't he, oh, he played for us. Mario yeah. Melchett, world-class yeah, yeah. player, playing right yeah. back for us. Dugarry, Dugarry. Dugarry, for sale. Yeah. You know, probably one of the best f forwards in, in Europe at the time. God, I'm so uh, depressed now. now, so we, depressed. now. <laughs> what? With the greatest respect, I'm not knocking any of the players, but they ain't in that. That, that a million no, dollars away. They're not in that. What is that about Tony? <laughs> Tony was. Right. Well, on. Yeah, sorry, Mr. Chairman, can I interject? Yeah. Uh, Don Cavanagh wants Blues fans to be res uh, represented on the board. Well, that would be a wonderful yeah. idea. Brilliant. Yeah. Chelsea do it. Chelsea oh, yeah, have introduced it, yeah, and yeah, yeah, Swansea. Yep, yeah, Swansea as well. Yeah, there's a few clubs. Yeah, yeah. Why not? It needs somebody to know what the fans want. We've all talked about, you know, we like players that get stuck in and give their all, and mm. somebody needs to tell the manager that. You know, mm. it's no good buying a fa fancy Dan who, who who don't put it in every week. You got to, you know, you got to buy somebody who's, you know, mm. going to do the business and. Put himself on the line, not think. Oh well, you know, I'll, I'll take the money and 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 run. If you're going to pay him a lot, he's got to do a lot for it. Okay. Now, great comment just come in from uh, Mark Brooks. Why has Lebo you ditched the four four two that got us out of trouble last season? We are a four four two club. We've always been a four four two club. We don't do this tippy tappy football. It didn't work with Zola. It didn't work with Karanka. Why? Are we messing with a formation that we know works for our mm. football club? Mm. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree. Yeah. And it, it needs somebody in the manager's ear saying, you know, if you want to stay yeah. here any length of time, you play the you play. Well, I'll tell you what, then, Alan. I'll tell you what. You listen to the fans because you're the chairman. <laughs> Get yourself up there <laughs> and have a word. <laughs> I'd love to. I really would. Great comment from Paul. All that matters to him. And I suppose that all of us is winning. 
doesn't yeah. matter how we do it oh, crikey, how yeah. we get there yeah. we just want to win yeah, yeah. Can, I mean if, 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 if Al-Qaeda came in for, uh, for and, and bid for us and uh, and took us over and we started winning uh, all our games Premiership and FA Cup and that like we care well, I'll call you the, yeah, I think probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I know, I know I'm exaggerating, but would oh, we really, really care? care? <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can, can also say, not having the camera on me is brilliant, because I can go to the toilet and nobody knows. We no, we've told them each time you've gone, yeah. We, we, heard, the, we heard the bucket filling like, up. It's like that scene in Naked Gun, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> 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 okay, in the last 15 minutes we go, we've got about 12, 12 and a half of them left now. Um, and I saw some comments uh, earlier, little last people were having about a chip shop. So it's anything to do with the football and chip shop. Anything to do with football and chip shop. Or what you're purchasing a chip shop. Um, there you go. What about you go. Uh, Peter Unlove? Oh, Peter Unlove. <laughs> uh, can I can I just say uh, Graham uh, Haynes has just mentioned uh, he said hopefully the fanlib review might come into force somewhere along the line uh, that could be a game changer from what we hear and we'll talk about that you know um, hopefully in a week or so maybe a week and a half or so oh we've got Barry Fryer going back to your playing days what sort of memorabilia did you keep from Blues did you keep any shirts or anything like that uh, do you know I haven't got anything not just from Blues but for, from anything I've just given it all give off it away to kids <laughs> yeah it's just yeah it's, I don't know I, I wish I had something now but I haven't oh, that all right. I have tell oh, a lie oh. Stop, 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 stop. Somebody out there will have something with something on it to do with you, and I guarantee you, if not by the end of the show, then by tomorrow, somebody will have donated something to you, I promise you. That's what <laughs> Birmingham City fans are. Yeah, oh, tell me, yeah. Oh, that's right. right. So if anybody out there has anything, uh, anything tone, I've got a plastic cast if you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a few stitches. <laughs> Anybody out there who's got anything with uh, with uh, a little bit of memorabilia for Tony Wan, then please get in touch with uh, myself, Chris Brown, or any of the members of the team. Yeah. There you go. Sorry, Tony. Did you say you had something? Yeah, I did have. I did. I have got something. Sorry, I don't know if you remember the first game I played. It was for the third third place of the FA Cup, mm. and we played Stoke City at home, and they they were the two losing semi finalists. Blues had lost mm -hmm. to Leeds. That well-known semi-final and then uh, Stoke had lost and we played at, at St Andrews uh, whether it was a toss-up I don't know where we played but it was just over the one game and it went to penalties and Paul Cooper was a goalkeeper at the time and Paul saved about three of the penalties which he became renowned for actually saving penalties and it was a a silver you know the, the jug like this silver tankard, tankard. it was a yeah. tankard yeah written on it uh, the third place FA Cup the, the year and blah, blah so I have got one yeah I've kept that one I oh, think well, the son's got it I think the son's got go. it yeah. we'll see yeah. if we can get you something else matey right so we've got Barry Fryer <laughs> we've got Nicky Chip Butty <laughs> Gary Vinegar <laughs> Gary <laughs> Vinegar that's a good one Gary Vinegar <laughs> Maradona Kebab Robbie Pavloy Andrew Cod Part Two, <laughs> Mark Fish, 
Set better. Oh, clever. Oh, somebody's coming out of the woodwork now, isn't it? Keep it calm. David Batty Road Call, Paul Scott. Tony Wontucky Bab. Tony Curry and Chips. Gary Monkfish. Paul Tato. Paul Benison. Poor mushy piece of leader. Yeah. And the next the next one's quite good as well. Savaloy Velocity. You won't beat the humour of a Birmingham City fan. There's no chance, you've got no uh, chance. No, they're just, no. They're just brilliant. Brilliant. They have we got yeah, no, some good ones here. Some no good ones here. Few good one-liners here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got no club. We've got no ground. We've got no cash. We can still have a laugh. Oh, dear. Tony, Tony, still in touch with any of the old boys? Any of the Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's so many players, uh, Phil Samuel, who who stayed here. I, I, I what's the name? Um, Johnny Giles, who played at West Brom, yeah. he still lives at Arbon. Oh right, does he? Right, yeah. Yeah. Arbonne, yeah. 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 Didn't, didn't yeah. And uh, he stayed here. And and the amount of players that stayed here. Yeah. I mean Joe Gallagher, obviously Joe yeah, yeah, from yeah. Liverpoolian lad, great lad. Yeah. See Joe a few times and Trevor, obviously. Yeah. And uh, you know, lo you know, all the lads really. It's such mm. a lovely place. Kind of kept in touch and see if seen if oh. Alan Campbell, Alan Campbell, obviously, yeah, Alan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, okay, so, some more good ones coming in. Uh, Patrick Berger is a good, well bought a chip and the Arnie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine Berger, Robbie Savaloy, uh, get well soon, Lindsay. You've not been very well, and uh, Paul. Is asking any good pranks or funny stories from your days at the Blues, Tony? Well, there was a few pranks, and the biggest uh, sufferer of it was Roger Hind. And Roger, you remember, was a big man. He stuck his chest out. Took but his teeth out and all, didn't he? Everything, you know, the lot came out. <laughs> and he was very physical. Uh, but I used to leg him over so many times. <clears throat> we went on a trip, and Roger, God bless him, he's not with us now, uh, it was like a cove area where you could dive off the side into the, the the this bottom of this pond or lake, whatever it was. And the lake, I suppose, about 2,000 foot deep. Like, we didn't know it at the time. And he kept diving in, Roger, holding his breath. He said, I can't go down to the bottom. I can't go down to the bottom. And he was coming up. So I got a big handful of the dirt off the side and I dived in the water and just held my breath for as long as I could, about a minute or whatever, and come up with a handful of mud in my hand. <laughs> and he went, you've never got... I said, yeah, it's not that far, Roger. Do it easy. You, you probably... You, your breathing ain't too clever. You know, you've got to open your lungs up a bit and get some air in. And so you could ri literally wind him up, you know. And if you was having a race with him in a pool at a hotel... You'd say it's a race underwater, but you dive in, then get straight out, run down the length of the pool creep in the water to let yourself in and so when he come up from like underwater you're already at the other end but he never really sussed it <laughs> God bless him he was a lovely lad <laughs> you could have killed him 
No, well, I'd never, thought, never give it a thought, really. <laughs> no, no. no, there used to be some, some tricks, obviously. Yeah, it was good, good fun, and a lot of one-liners. And, um, and, and Freddie, who was manager at the time, uh, to be fair, he was uh, no old barred, and you knew where you stood. You couldn't argue with it. Mm. You know, you knew the rules, what we could and couldn't do. And um, I loved it, I loved it. <laughs> You know, this is a gospel truth with players. I don't know what the players are saying now because they haven't got that sort to think about or worry about. They don't have. To, oh, they all go their own way, I think. But but when you say to a player, "Do you miss playing?" and all that, they go, "It ain't so much the game. I miss the crack. I miss the banter with the lads, and I miss." And it's, that's that's the truth. Yeah. And that's that's why when they're together, they do nothing but take the Mickey out of each other. Yeah. Mm. There you go. Okay, a couple more lines coming in. We've got Lee Scampy, uh, Gary <laughs> Hake, <laughs> Nick Chip, which I think we've had that one hand of card, that. Gary Rowett, uh, David Butter, Keith Gherkin. David, Gary <laughs> Rowett. <laughs> <laughs> Keith Gherkin. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Noel Hake. Noel Hake. What's Pika Richards? Pika? Pika Richards? Pike, Pike, Pike. Oh, Pike. Pike. Pika Richards. Yeah, Pika should have got the book. You'd have had me howling on that one. <laughs> Peter Booker Pie unloved. <laughs> Just before we get to the end as well, um, yeah. I don't know everybody's thoughts, but by far the best referee we have had at St Andrews, in my opinion, was, was the lady, lady on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, she did a yeah. fantastic <laughs> job. Um, and some of the decisions she made, uh, they, they stood out. She, she really did do well. And, uh, congratulations to her. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I'll tend to that, mate. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They really put a bid in for that girl who scored the first goal. Blues. Mm. The men, I mean. The <laughs> <should've> done, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nigel says, uh, the owners of our club are doing what happened to Coventry City a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Acid stripping and eventually sell the ground. Unless yeah. fans drive these owners out and the writing is on the wall. Heartbreaking thought. Right, watch these, watch these spaces for the next week, I'd say, the next, certainly the next few days anyway. Right, we're trying to pull something together which will be uh, quite startling and amazing if, uh, if uh, yeah. Craig can do the business. And as he is called Mr Fix, I'm sure he can and I'm sure he will. <laughs> yeah. It's um, a few things, actually. <laughs> uh, everybody's saying, bang on, Craig. She was, uh, she was brilliant. Stephen Gill, uh, get well, Steve, as well. Uh, Jeff Curry-Sourcefield. Uh, <laughs> Darren Huckabye. Uh, sausage chips and Harley Beans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <Any girl? laughs> yeah, it goes. It goes on. Right, time and, to say goodbyes, uh, Nick. It is, you know. So this has concluded yet another talk and talk show. Well, uh, the Monday's come and go so fast, and here we are into 2022. Eleven years ago, we never thought we'd still be sitting here thinking what the hell's going on this week <laughs> <laughs> but we are oh dear what an amazing oh. guest we've had on tonight ladies and gentlemen yeah, fun. Mark Adams fun. Mark Adams I'm the one and only Mr Craig Courtney keep up the good work soldier evening all thanks a lot uh, Mrs Brown <laughs> and Mr Watton hello goodbye <laughs> thank you everybody good evening all from the chair <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good night, we'll keep right on to the end of the road. Keep your spirits up as much as you can. We're going to try and do everything we possibly can over this next week. But the last few words are down to you, the one and only Mr. Sorry I couldn't meet you, Tony Want. 
Well, I thank you all for listening and tuning in, and let's hope we will, well, we will get it right, and sooner rather than later, but I know exactly, I promise you how you feel, I really do, and I literally, blues have, that's the first result I look for every week now, and I'm paranoid like we all are, and... Uh, and and you, since having one of these phones, the only thing I know what to do with it is to press on the gizmo that tells you the results. And as you're going along, and it's the worst thing that happens because you're looking at it every five seconds. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. It it's it will change. You know. <clears throat> as you say, you've got to keep right on, and that's I it. I just I just hope it's in my lifetime, Tony. Tony Want, ladies and gentlemen, thanks ever so much for Thank all your service, for everything. And, You're uh, welcome. We'll Cheers, Tony. We'll Take thanks. <laughs> Thank Good you. Good night. Good night. Good night. Bye. Good night. from the children. We'll support you till the end of the day. We're so happy following the blues. We love you. What more can we say? The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.